So the big question is this, are you tired of the hustle and grind of fix and flip? Do you really think you can wholesale your way to success? What you really want is a cash flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom, sunsets and palm trees on your terms. But what if you're stuck because you have no capital, no time and no idea where to start? That ends now. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags to riches real estate millionaire who started out with no money or credit and quickly grew a portfolio of cash flowing apartments. Not to mention, he did it all with other people's money. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life and the multifamily legacy podcast will show you how. So now here's your host, the big kahuna, Corey Peterson. Hey everybody, welcome to the Multifamily Legacy Podcast Show. I'm your host, Corey Peterson. So thankful that you showed up today um, to listen and learn and just get inspired. You know, um, lots of things are going on. I feel like our economy's trying to open, but gosh darn it, there's just so much craziness out there. Guys, I just encourage you to stay safe, stay positive. Um, we will get through this. Things will get better. We will return to somewhat of a normal, and eventually it'll just be history. So uh, with that said, today's guest is going to be really good. Um, I, I don't want to let it out of the bag yet, but I, man, we're going to give some really good nuggets on credit. And I'm telling you right now, if and credit cards and what you should be doing. So pay attention. Uh, before we get started, though, a couple things, a couple things. Um, number one, if you have not, if you're thinking about doing real estate, multifamily, and you really want to take it to the next level. You want support. You want done for you. You want me. Kahunaboardroom.com. We are now taking applications. That event is in October. Gosh, my wife would know the exact date. I, of course, I don't know it. But it's in. I think it's the middle of October. It's $5,000. It's normally $7,500. But this is the premier event that we put on where we truly teach and coach, no selling at the event. It is truly a world-class operation, white glove. We take care of you. I just highly recommend if you want to be a part of that, go to Kahuna Boardroom, fill out your application, and let's get going. If you're just starting and you want to like kind of figure it out, um, I highly recommend that you get my online course. I've packaged everything I've ever created, and you can get it for $97 a month. I mean, everything. And it's probably about 60 hours worth of content. It's and But it's very segmented. There's section one, section two, RPM course, A2M, our cash flow calculator, our underwriting tools, all our documents. Um, it's really it's pretty beefy. Um, but you get that at kahunahq.com, kahunahq.com, $97 a month. You can cancel whenever you want to. Um but it really is a pretty damn good value. And I'll give you my both of my books because you did it. With that said, let me uh, kind of really set up my next guest. And he's actually been here. He's a returning guest. But his content is so good and pure and clean that, man, I just, I really wanted to make sure that I had him here again. Because truthfully, I mean, it's hard to find really good. Well, I say, I say it's hard to find. I seem to find them every week. <laughs> I'm finding people every darn week that are truly just boss bosses and like, and, you know, I think we do a good job. So 
Last thing, I guess last thing before I introduce Rondine is that, man, I, if you like this, you got to share it, man. Like I need some love. I really need, I need, I want to get this on new and noteworthy and Apple. I, I already know it's too late, but I need to get the word out about this podcast because I don't think anybody teaches it like I do. I, I don't believe, because um, I show you all the dirt. I really show you all the things that people don't really want to show you. And I think that's important. I really do. Okay, so my next guest is Rondi Lambeth. Uh, Rondi is an award-winning TV and radio show host. He's a best-selling author, has been seen and heard on ABC, CBN, or CBS, CNN, Fox and NBC. He spoke in front of tens of thousands of people on stages all across the world, including Harvard. And um, for over a decade, Rondi, uh, he founded Fortress, uh, a financial services company. And for the past 13 years, he has helped over 250,000 people increase their credit, reduce their debt, and help them create wealth. And he is one of very few FICO certified credit professionals. And he's actually a federally approved, a court appointed witness on credit. So with further ado, let me introduce my good friend, Rondi Lambeth. All right, Rondi, welcome to the show, brother. Hey, thanks for having me here. It's great to be here with you. You know, uh, this is, uh, I think it's your second time on the show, right? It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Um, well, listen, when it comes to credit and authority, uh, you know, there's no other place that I'm going when we have these types of things that I want to talk about. And then we're going to go into a little bit what you got, because uh, you got some exciting things going on. But when we first started the show, we we're talking about credit cards. And, um, man, I am all about using credit cards. And, and I really want you to explain to our, our audience why you should be using credit cards to pay for almost everything. Yeah, the reason why you want to be using credit cards to pay for pretty much everything except for maybe your mortgage or car payment, and I would pay your mortgage and car payment if you can. In fact, for the last four years, I paid my rent because I rent where I live and I own what I rent out to other people. But I pay my rent with my American Express card. And the reason that I say use your credit card as much as possible is, one, it's cheaper. Two, it's more secure and there's more protection. And three, it limits the hacker's ability to literally log in and steal your, all of your money and your, your savings and checking account. And we've seen people that have gone to a gas station, use their debit card, which you should never do. And we can talk about that later why, and end up in bankruptcy because they use their debit card at a gas station. Like literally it spiraled out of control because let's face it, 76% of Americans are paycheck to paycheck. We got 40 million Americans without a job right now. So they're beyond paycheck to paycheck and everything just costs more. So just take the security side out of it, the cost of it. And here's why it costs more, Corey. If you went and took that badass Jeep you had and you got to put some gas in there and you're burning through that gas like crazy with the stuff you're doing, right? Uh, and let's say the gas is, I don't know, two bucks a gallon. Unless you're buying premium like I am because I'm stupid, but I'm like- All right, so let's, my, let's round cheap. it up to $3 a gallon for simple math. If you pay with a debit card or cash or check, how much does it cost? $3 a gallon. If I pay for the gas for your Jeep instead, and I use my Capital One card, my American Express, my Costco card, my Chase card, my Barclays card, it's going to cost me $2.85. Why? Because I get 5% cash back from the credit card companies 
on all of my gas purchases. Why? Because they charge the gas station 5%. They give it to me. Here's the cool thing about rewards on credit cards, including cash back, tax-free. So I have friends that literally make six figures a year off of their rewards and it's zero tax. I take my family twice a year, every summer. And I'm going next week. I'm going to Alaska for a week fishing. I take my brothers every year, 100% paid by rewards. Every Christmas, I take my kids and my grandkids and their boyfriends and girlfriends and their friends. This year, we're going, we're going to spend a week in Costa Rica surfing. How do I pay for that? All the rewards from just one of my credit cards. So this is why I say it's better to use credit cards versus a debit card or cash because it's more secure and it's cheaper. And, yeah, you get all and let's talk about, so the more secure part too is really, I think what you're alluding to is, let's say, uh, I mean, listen, this has happened to me. I go to Puerto Pinesco, Rocky Points, three hours drive from Phoenix, and we go to the uh, wrecked reef, and I pay for all the drinks that day, and somehow the next day I've got charges yeah. that are from somebody else. And so because they took my card and they went somewhere in the back room, and I'm sure, you know, potentially cartel, yeah. who knows, man? Like, I don't even know. But, like, this is a reputable place. But next thing I know, my card's all over town. Buying yep. everything, yep. and now I've got a real problem on my hands. And and to deal with your bank is really a big problem. Yeah. They're, so, but the problem, and that was a debit card, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yep. So I, I've got it from the other experience. I know how it works yeah. with a credit card. It's way easier. <laughs> Here's what happens: uh, when you use a debit card, even though it says Visa, Mastercard, or whatever it says on it, it's still a debit card. It's just as processed as Visa or Mastercard, but it is a debit card. Debit cards. You, as the consumer, must prove to the bank that it was a fraudulent charge. Versus a credit card, the merchant must prove it was a legit charge. That's the difference. And so what will happen when you get hacked, 50 million debit cards in America were hacked last year. 50 million. When you get hacked on your debit card, you have to go to the bank. They have up to four months. That's Even what I'm if talking it's fraud, four months to give your money back. So when I said someone, one of our clients filed bankruptcy, it's not an exaggeration. Imagine, Corey, if you were paycheck to paycheck and you went out and you're celebrating your raise on the 28th of the month. You got hacked. You paid your rent on the 1st. You got a, a call from the landlord to check bounce. Now you're facing eviction, late fees. The car insurance got canceled because it didn't go through. The car payment bounced. And so it starts chain reacting all of these problems with a credit card, it's simple. You call them up. In fact, I got to do this once we get off the call today. I'm going to go online to chase.com. I'm going to click on a transaction. I'm going to hit dispute. I'm going to type it in. I'm going to hit submit. In 24 hours, I'll have my money back. First, the bank is just like that. Just like that. And the merchant has to prove it was legit. And they're not going to be able to because it was fraud. That's why you don't want to use a debit card. And another thing, you know, one of the things I teach is you should only carry one credit card unless you're traveling. Um, I did a, a TV interview in Sacramento on Fox. And on the way back to Las Vegas, I was sitting next to this lady. And, you know, we start talking. What do you do? What do you do? Found out she is the chief technology officer for a company that provides security for merchant accounts, for Visa, MasterCard, American Express, and Discover. She's the one that told me that 50 million debit cards were hacked last year. And here's what happens. It's not the crackhead's that are doing it or the waitresses or the bartenders anymore. It is 
Korea, North Korea, China and Russia and uh, Ukraine. And what they do is they log in and they hack the servers and they'll take thousands, sometimes tens of thousands of debit cards or credit cards. Then they'll send an email through uh, the black dark web and they'll send an email to Bank of America and say, hey, we have 10,000 of your credit cards. Send us $100,000 or we're going to release these to the dark web. So they hold them ransom. So now Bank of America knows that if they do not give them the $100,000 demand, they're going to release it and it's going to be millions of dollars of charges. And this is why if you're listening right now and all of a sudden you got a letter saying your card got hacked and you got a new credit card or debit card, this is why. is because the server got hacked. Remember a few years yeah, ago when that's been happening Target, a lot lately. Oh, yeah. yeah. Remember when Target got hacked? Oh, God, that was a big one. Do you know what really happened? I found this out on the airplane ride back from from Sacramento. There was a gentleman that was hired to come in and work on the HVAC just to do the normal monthly service. He was searching porn on his company laptop. When he plugged it into the HVAC system at Target, it downloaded into their server. That's how they got all those numbers was from an HVAC employee's laptop. Wow. Who knew who knew how long that, that virus that, that had been? Co- on that his code's laptop. just been sitting there waiting for a plug. And that's how because they couldn't figure it out. Like they got hacked and it was millions of accounts. And that's what happened is they hacked the entire server. Wow. So these are not your crackheads going through your mail. These are big, big they're states or countries that are doing it. Yeah. Well, you know, so here's so here's my um listen, I used to not use credit cards to pay well. I'm thinking about, I'm telling them I'm going to go to my realm of apartments and why I think you should absolutely use credit cards. But I just recently started it. And part of the reason was, was my management company. My old management company just didn't really feel like that was a great idea. And, and as much as I kind of wanted to do it, they're just, they didn't feel like they had the sophistication. And I'm really, it's not, it's, now that I've done it, it is super easy. It is super easy. And what we did is we just said, so when I hired my new management company, I said, hey, guys, can we use credit cards? They say, hey, listen, we'll, for most vendors want to take credit card because they get paid. And so that we found that, number one. So then we found, so what we did is we set up two uh, credit cards for each property. One is for what we call uh, operations, right? So yep. just our normal bills and things that happen. And then one's for CapEx. And so I, I created users for each uh, card, and we named it the person's name, and then we have a, a three-digit code for the property, and then CapEx or um, General, GEN. And so now we track them. We, we have assigned a um, – you, know, you can assign those accounts a CPA to watch it and monitor it. Really, and this is through American Express. American Express, I think, yep. has the best for this system – and it really actually has an unlimited budget, even though the first three or four months they're going to track your spending and you'll they'll see yeah. what you eventually spend. And that's what they kind of allow, right? Mm-hmm. But here's the fact. I'm getting about 100,000 points a month now. Yeah. That's 1.2 million points. On some items, there's three to one, right? Like yeah. things that we buy, advertising, things like that. Mm-hmm. Dude, here's that's, some a, that's a badass that people- vacation. It, it, that's $12,000 tax free, tax free. You know, and that's what people don't realize. So really that's about $24,000. Well, yeah. Well, that's just on the operation side. So like just on, on the, the cap- operation side, yeah, that's just operation side on CapEx money on some properties right now. We got one very buy. It's a million dollar CapEx budget. 
Yeah. You know, and you could get to, you know, if you used a, uh, for example, if you used a Capital One Venture Card, that's 2 million points, minimum 2 million. You could get some, some of the purchases. Uh, I activated my Chase today. I get this month, I'm getting 5%, 5 to 1 right now on every single purchase that I do with Chase, which I use for my personal stuff. But here's the thing that people don't realize what happens. We all have smartphones. We all have tablets or iPhones and laptops and TVs and all the electronics, right? We're using yep. them right now to talk here. If I bought this phone two weeks ago, because my other phone quit, I use a Capital One Visa card for this, or you use your American Express Platinum or whatever kind of, yep, if Platinum. I lose this in the next 12 months, or if it breaks, or if I drop it, or if it just quits working, I simply go buy a new one. I log into AmericanExpress.com. I click on benefits. I click on the purchase and I hit redeem. And there's built-in warranties. It doubles your standard manufacturer warranty, puts an automatic one-year, no-questions-asked replacement policy on it. I bought an iPad a few years ago. <laughs> I walked out of the Apple store. And you know how right outside the mall or in the mall, they have like the, they wrap them and they put screen protectors and cases, right? So I yeah. did that, went to lunch, come back, and uh, someone had stolen and they, they're like, we, you picked it up. I'm like, I didn't pick it up. I dropped it off. And so instead of arguing with them and doing all, getting the police, I said, no problem. I went into the, I, the Apple store. I bought a new one. Then I went on American Express. I reported it. They refunded the money on the first one. And I paid for the second one. And I've done this multiple times. I had a TV I bought at Costco. I was driving home. It fell out of my truck because the tailgate, I didn't close it all the way. It fell out. Brand new. I didn't got home yet. I just redeemed it. Right. <laughs> So that's one way. But like next week, I'm going to be in Alaska. I'm going to rent a car. Automatic built-in car insurance. Yes. The car insurance many times is more than the rental. When I was in Costa Rica, the, the car for two weeks was like 380 bucks. The car insurance was like $950. And it's because they can make more money on the insurance side of it. And there's some shady stuff these car insurance companies will do. Yes. But there's a place that I use in, in Vegas called, uh, I can't think of the name right now. Uh, oh, New. New car rental, NU. These cars are like $7 a day for an SUV, but the insurance is like 50, 60 bucks. Well, the unsophisticated debit card using gambler that comes in, they use their debit card. They pay normal fees. But for me, I get a car for three to $7 a day. I opt out of the insurance because I pay with Capital One, which automatically puts the insurance in there. That's and that's the beautiful part of it, right? And it's, and that really is like even uh, you know it's all the perks. So the perks are why because I always say like for my operations of my properties and even for the capex, it's not like we're trying to borrow money. We're not using our credit cards no. to borrow. We're using our credit cards because we already are going to spend the money that's already in our operational account. And why not get points and bonuses and all? The Sky Lounge, when yeah. you start tra travel international and understand if you want to use the Sky Lounge. Like you literally, people don't realize this. I went to Thailand a couple, or Bang, uh, Bangkok. Yeah, Thailand, Bangkok, Thailand, right? Whatever. Uh, I had a 12-hour layover in Shanghai, in China. Yeah. I, I got access to a bedroom. I took a shower. They have a gym and a movie theater inside <laughs> the American Express Centurion Club. Traveling, I literally, I used to avoid layovers. Now, I don't care if there's a layover. If Doesn't I got a two-hour, three-hour layover in Atlanta, it's like, cool, I'm going to go sit in the club. 
I might have too many drinks. I get free food and it's good food. I yes. get sometimes big lazy boy. Sometimes fast Wi Fi, fast Wi Fi. Look at Miami. Miami's always got horrible layovers. They got showers and beds. And yeah, so that's just another reward. That's why you get these cards. And then let's talk about convenience and using other people's money because you are the master of OPM. Yeah. I mean, you've built almost a hundred million dollar empire using OPM. So I would bow down to you and say, <laughs> you're a master at this, right? You know how OPM works. Yeah. And when you use the American Express, it's essentially what you're doing. You're borrowing money you from American days. Express for 30 days for free. And they're paying you to borrow. Yes. Versus using a checking account or a debit card where you're using your money. So for example, we have um, all of my bank accounts are through a bank, online bank, that gives me 2%. So my operating account, my payroll, all my stuff is a 2% I'm getting a year versus 0.01%, tenth of 1%, like US Bank and Wells Fargo. Yeah. So I'm getting 2% on my money just to sit there. So if I use American Express to pay my bills, I'm getting 2% on that money to sit in my bank account. And American Express is paying me. So- I think you see why you need to be using see, a credit it's card. Just, I mean, listen, card. it's the only way, right? It is. And, and I know you're a big proponent of it. And, and you know, I've never, I mean, I've always used this for my personal, but when I moved it to my business, for business owners out there, that is the game changer. You'll qualify for whatever, you'll get top tier reports. And it's all about the perks, dude. Like, listen, when you're traveling and you're on American and you, you, you know, you're the first group. Uh, you 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 can always Free upgrade. Luggage. Yes, Southwest. I'm a Southwest junkie as well. I'm I'm always a list, a list. I got a companion pass. My wife flies free. Like, yeah. I mean, we just don't spend money on stuff like that anymore. It doesn't. We don't need yeah. to, because yeah. they reward us because we spend dollars that we were gonna spend anyways. You were. So it's it really goes back to ninety nine percent of the human race know nothing about money, credit, or taxes. The 1% know it. And the difference between the 1% and the 99% is the 1% teach their kids about money, credit, and taxes. I, my grandson, he, he's going to be nine years old in October. I'd put money on it. He knows more about credit, money, and taxes than the majority of Americans because I teach him. Every day I spend time with him, I'm teaching him about stuff like this. Yeah. Caden. Well, let's you segue. How Grandpa used a truth. credit card? Yes. Yeah. And how Grandpa wrote on the receipt and read it. And he'll say, oh, you said on the receipt it's Corey Peterson with Kakuna, and you're talking about apartment complex. Why'd you do that, Grandpa? Because I'm using this as a business meeting that Corey and I are doing, and now I get 50% off of our drinks and food. And so he's understanding, oh, I need to be a business owner someday, not in a W-2 employee. I need to be a real estate investor. Because here's the thing is real estate, this is what I love about investing with you with apartments. Anytime I go to Arizona, it's a write-off. Now, anywhere I go is a write-off because I've owned a financial services company. But legit, when, last time I went to Yuma, Arizona to see yeah. friends, what did I do? You went to set by our, our apartment complex. Yeah. And I took a picture and I did a video. So if I get audited and they're like, hey, what's this Yuma, Arizona where you went and saw your friends? Well, that was a business trip for me. Yeah. My friends just happened to be there but I went to the apartment complex. Yeah, And video. so when you're a real estate investor, even as a passive real estate investor, 
some of this applies. And I would recommend that you talk to a CPA, tax professional attorney for legal advice and tax advice. And I'm just trying to give you ideas of what I do and what Corey does. Well, and this is the best part. So like, as we segue here to kind of what, what you really do and how you, what you teach as well, because I think you just set it up correctly. Most people do not truly understand how to play a rich man's game because most of us are not rich. I grew up poor. And unfortunately, I had a very poor upbringing in money. It was only as I got older and I started finding that I wanted to be rich and I started hanging out with wealthier people. And I'm like, damn, they, they, they talk different. They talk about money at the kitchen table. Like we never talked about money. Yeah. We talked about how we were going to spend it. Yep. But we never talked about how we were going to invest it and the power of it and why it's important to understand that uh, money is a double-edged sword and you got to treat it with respect. And then, and then you start adding taxes and all that other stuff. We never talked about that as a family. Yeah. But wealthy people talk about it all, all the, time. the time. And so when you want to get educated to play the rich man, because listen, who do you think make laws? I mean, you probably go over this, but like who makes laws are, you know, the people that we elect and who pays to get those people elected? Okay. Business owners, people with money. And do they, do you not think they shape and mold? That's why our tax law is so stupidly big is because yeah. someone uh, lobbied said, Hey, you need to put this little thing, this little carve out in this section. Cause I don't want to pay. That's, that's what corporations do. That's why, why lobbying exists. So the, the game's rigged. The game but is definitely rigged. But if you know how to play the game, you don't hate the game, just hate the player. Uh, yeah. You know, it's uh, Rothschild. One of the Rothschilds. Don't hate the player, hate the game. I got yeah, it wrong. <laughs> yeah. I know what you meant, though. Uh, one of the Rothschilds said this that, and, and I'm paraphrase it I don't care about the rules because I own the gold. Whoever owns the gold makes the rules. And that that's the fact, right? And here's how I, you know, one of the things that I teach is tax. Uh, tax planning and coaching uh, through Fortress University, which is my online financial education company. And one of the things is there's offense, there's defense, and then there's a playing field of money. The offense is making more money. The defense is saving your money and getting your quarterback, right? Imagine if you get every quarterback that you've spent in your life. And then the playing field, that's understanding the rules. So what most people will do is they'll go to their CPA and ask for tax advice. What right. they don't realize is the CPA is the referee for the IRS. So imagine uh, Tom Brady. I was trying to think. Of, I'm not big into sports. So I'm trying to think of somebody that somebody would know. Tom Brady. Imagine if Tom Brady, before the play, calls timeout. Timeout, walks over to the referee and says, hey, what do you think about this play? What do you think I should do? What's the referee going to say? He's going to be like, I well, here's the rules. That's what your CPA does. So when you go to your CPA and you say, what should I do? Their job is to file taxes, not to help you save money. Now, some of CPAs are better than others and they'll help you. So when we say play the game, you need to educate yourself on the rules, stay inside the lines, because you can't expect to win the game of money if you're running the football the wrong way. Right. Or if you Fact. hit a home run and you run to third base first because it's easier. And that's what most people do with their money and credit and taxes. They're just doing whatever. That's Long a, answer. That's a no, that's a fact, bro. Like I and I see, and listen, I'm I'm 
I'm like when I point at other people, there's three fingers pointing back at Corey because yeah. I'm guilty, 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 guilty. And it took a long time to change that programming because that's what it is, folks, is it's absolute programming. And unfortunately, it comes from your parents. And so if you don't have rich parents or you had, you know, like I got my parents were divorced and, uh, you know, it just, you know, it's crazy. So not everybody, it's not a, it's not the same playing field, but you can get good information. And that's what you decided to do, Rondi, is teach what you know, because you've had to learn it from hard knocks as well. Yeah. You know, I grew up really poor about an hour from my house. I'm the oldest of 11 siblings. In fact, the house that I grew up in is a shack. It really was a shack. It was like someone's backyard storage shed. Uh, that shack would fit in my living room right now. My bedroom where 11 of us slept was smaller than my master bedroom closet. We were so poor, Corey. I had one pair of shoes, one pair of pants. We got our food out of a dumpster. Every Wednesday after school, we go to the dumpster and get our food. I mean, I grew up poor. No running water, no electricity. I was poor in the United States, in Idaho. And I left home when I was 15 because I got tired of living that way. And I was taught money was the root of all evil versus the love of money, right? And we know somebody, I won't say his name, but you know who I'm talking about. He talks about all the time. I love money. I love money. I think he'd step on his own mother's throat to pick up a hundred dollar bill. <laughs> and you can probably figure out who I'm talking about, but the love of money is the root of not evil. But I was taught money was evil. Rich people were evil. Rich people were bad. They would just take advantage of you. So I left that environment and I found this when I was 15 years old, I met up with a, a multimillionaire and I found that most wealthy people are seeking apprentices. They're looking for people that they can share this with because very few people the and they time. want to help. They want to give back. That's how they got wealthy is they gave out, they, they produced something that people needed that fixed a problem. And so they have that most rich people have a burning desire to help others. And so they're looking for people to coach, mentor, and train. I was fortunate to find one. His name is Wally Williams. And he brought me in and he showed me immediately. He's like, taxes are number one expense. Yeah. Get your credit right. This was in 1987. Yeah. I didn't even know what credit was. <laughs> right? 15 years old. And so I, what a I started self-educating myself primarily through books. Then I started making money and I started hiring professionals and I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars with professionals. Well, so you, now spent I money with me. you spent money with me learning about apartments and then we did deals together. Yeah. Like that's, I mean, always be on the journey. Like that's, that's the whole point. I think that's what rich people do or wealthy that, that, that have that mindset is they're always trying to find information. But I think you're right. I think wealthy people are the most generous. I didn't believe it either. But I found that they're pretty They're probably the most generous people you'll ever meet. Not everybody, but the majority of them, I think, are built this way. Yeah, I would put it, I, you know, I don't know the numbers, but I'm going to guess based on my experience, because I, I, like you, hang out with a lot of very, very wealthy people. Yeah. And I found, I would say it's probably 90 in the high, high 98, 99% of the people, including the billionaires that I hang out with. They just want to help people. Yeah. Uh, the billionaires tend to be a little more guarded because everybody's asking them for money. Yeah. But they know if your heart's in the right place, they'll, they'll do pretty much anything to help you. It's not like 
You know, I don't know if you watch Billions. Do you watch that? Oh, Tid, come on. Isn't it interesting how they're they're making uh, Axelrod the enemy? Yeah, there's something weird going on with that. Most most billionaires are not like that. All the ones I've met are not like that at all. Yeah, and the people that are worth hundreds of millions of dollars, like my business partner Ed Milet, is worth about four hundred million. He would do anything to help you if he if he was able to. Yeah. Right. They want, and that's why they started the Arte Syndicate was to make a difference in entrepreneurs' lives. Why he's got his podcast. It's why you're doing this. Yeah. You don't need to be doing a podcast. You don't need to be doing these seminars. <laughs> you don't need to do any of that. You literally could sit back, move to Hawaii, and and literally check out and just go surfing every day. Be done. Be financially okay. The rest, your kids would be okay. Sunsets and palm trees. <laughs> I, it would be sense, but but there's a burning desire to help more people. And I yeah, believe that's I mean, why you're doing yeah, it. You want to help more people. It is. And I think that's why you, I think anybody that creates a, I'm not, well, I, I'm going to be careful when I say everybody creates one. Some people create it just because they want money. But Some uh, people do. But and that's but why it, they end up miserable and why you see them with drug problems and alcohol problems. But you can usually, getting, as you go fulfilled. through someone's stuff, you'll start to, You'll start to see clues on what people's true characters are, yeah. and uh, I think when that shows up, you'll you you absolutely know when you're in the right spot. When someone has a servant heart and truly doesn't let money rule them, yeah. And when you sure. find that, that's that's the uh, that's the epitome of I think success. So, Rondi, like when it comes to taxes and, and everything that you deal with and, and what you educate, what do you what are your top three things that you like to to teach and talk about? When it comes to taxes, well, just your whole your whole program. So, like, if we were to say, because I know you got you, you you teach a program that's really phenomenal, give me a little. Yeah. So here's what I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do taxes first, and then I'll do credit after that. Money uh, taxes the taxes are largest expense in life, and it is your responsibility and your responsibility alone to figure out the game to figure it out. It is not your CPAs. It is not the government. It's your responsibility. It's kind of like your health. It's your responsibility on what you put in your mouth, right? Yep. And the number one way to eliminate or reduce your tax burden is become a small business owner, which could include being a real estate investor. I think it's one of the greatest ways to, to reduce your tax burden is to invest in real estate, whether passively or actively. Yep. On credit, uh, there's... So a few things you need to be doing. Number one, you need to be using credit cards. You need at least three credit cards that are open and active and being used every single month. Three credit cards. Never go over 10% of your credit limit, even if you're paying it off in full, if you are getting ready to apply for a loan. If you're just going through regular life, then your credit score really doesn't matter. It only matters when you go to apply for a loan. And here's what I mean by that. You got a $10,000 credit limit, you spend $9,000 a month on your personal expenses or your business, that's going to be a 90% utilization rate. You can, you're going to lose uh, 90 points. You lose 10 points for every 10% you use on that credit card. People will ask me this all the time. They're like, oh, I pay it off every month. Why is my credit score in the low 600s? It's because the banks report the day after your due date. So I'm sorry, the day before your due date. So if your due date's on the 15th, they report the balance as of the fifth, the fourteenth. So if you pay off that ten thousand dollar credit card on the fifteenth when it's due, and they reported on the fourteenth, they report the full balance. 
So one of the things you can do is just change when you pay your bill. Yeah. So instead of paying on the 15th, pay on the 14th. But I'm, you right, need the I'm writing this one down right now because I yeah. guarantee my property management company is not doing this. So yeah, and a, with the American Express Platinum, the, the advantage, and I'm assuming that's what you're using. It is. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't report to personal, so you're good with that one. It's the personal cards that you got to be careful with, okay. which is another reason you want multiple cards because it adds up all of the credit limits, not just the one. The other thing with that is you need to have three credit cards that are being used all the time. So I met with someone yesterday. They're in the low 600s, nothing wrong with their credit. The problem was they have a bunch of credit cards with zero balance. They're not using them at all. So what happens is FICO will see that card and they assume it's closed because it's very common for a bank to close a card and never inform the bureaus. And so the balance is at zero. So FICO figures it's closed because they're trying to protect their clients, the bank, and they want to have an accurate algorithm. See, the credit score is they're predicting the future over the next two years. Yep. They know whether or not you're going to make your payments on time. And they know that 90% of all late payments happen within the first two years of an account being open. And if they see an account with a zero balance, they assume it's closed because they know people that close their credit card because they listen to Uncle Dave. They close their credit card. They're higher risk. There's more likelihood they're going to miss a payment because they're a credaholic. It's like an alcoholic going into a bar. It's not yep. going to end well. <laughs> so when you have a zero balance, they kick it out of the formula. So you don't get, you're literally not getting the credit limit to go against the utilization rate. So instead, what you do, you got Netflix, right, Corey? Yeah. Put Netflix on one. You got a cell phone? Put cell right. phone on. Electricity, water, sewer, gas. Okay, so you put all your utilities on these credit cards. You set them up to automatically pay themselves off in full every month. And then you have the one card that you use on a regular basis. Simplify your life. And by having that activity, it's going to improve your credit score. So and the last thing is, and by the way, I just want to jump in real quick because this is, yeah. uh, I did this. Like, so I'm one of your clients, right? I, I came in, I was like, hey, I want I want to understand this whole thing. And then I want, I had my, my, my credit score was like in six, 650, 670, I think when I first came in. And I was just like, that's kind of low. I feel like it should be like 750. And I couldn't figure out why because I pay all my stuff on time. Yeah. But, you know, I do have a lot of, looks because I buy properties and I get people, I get a lot of inquiries, but it yep. really was truly, I think I didn't have enough credit. I didn't have enough available credit. And like I was maxing my credit cards up and then paying them off. Yep. And so once I realized that I needed more available credits and more, more cards too, I only had one and, uh, or maybe one or two, but like, I didn't have three. And now I have like, I think four or five, but um, I got them all for different reasons. They all do different points things. And I, mm -hmm. so I go to right. a card for one to max out my points and all the perks for it, and then I go to another card. Yeah, and that's what you want to do is you want to have multiple cards that are always being used, and that was, that's exactly what was going but on I with did, your credit. But, my, was, but it went up. Utilized. Like, now it's yeah. like 750, and I was like, oh, yeah. done and done. Yeah, I, I have, if you go to my Instagram page, you'll see, and I, I got divorced last year, and I lost my business part last year at the same time, and I ended up racking up $700,000 of credit cards in a year, $700,000. And as of yesterday, I paid off the last one. So that felt really good. But I was in the low 600s. Here I am, this financial guru, the America's credit expert, and I got a 615 credit score. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I maxed out every single one of my credit cards to buy out my partner, buy out my ex-wife, and do some other things. So for one year, 
I had a low 600. Now I'm in the 800s again. And I just posted out on Instagram, like, here's what happens when you max out your credit cards. And here's where I'm at now. I'm in the eight, like 804, I think, or 805. Yeah, which is perfect. And it's all about credit cards. Yeah. And it's because FICO's figured out over the last 60, they're created by Bill Fair and Earl Isaac in 1956. They figured out that if you manage your credit cards properly, there's a very, very low likelihood you're going to miss a payment. So they jack up your credit score and they reward you for managing your credit cards properly. Wow. The last thing I, I want to talk about is installment loans, if that's okay. Yeah. Car loans. Because you got, do you have a loan on the Jeep? Oh, I do. Business okay. loan. You well, on, on another Jeep. I, that, the one you talk about, it's paid for. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, it, but do you but have any personal loans? No. Okay. All right. Well, let's talk about people that have personal loans and, and, and or business loan. Like my, my truck right here. I want to talk about this. I got this in the mail this morning. It was sitting here on my desk. Behind me is my garage. I got a 2019 Duramax Denali and not as nice as that F-250 that you got or 350 that you got. Yeah. Uh, but I have a loan on it. Why do I have a loan on it? Because when you buy cars, you always finance them through the dealership. Why? Nice. I save $15,000, 15 grand by financing it through GM versus paying cash. I would rather take the 84,000 that it cost me, give it to you, which is yep. what I generally do is I invest the money. I pay GM 3%. I'm making 12% from you. So I'm making 9% on my money, yep. right? And then I finance the difference. Not only did I save 15%, but I'm making 9% on the money, but I'm paying interest. And so one of the things I teach is never pay off an installment loan, which includes a student loan, not, not a mortgage. A mortgage is a mortgage, installment loan, boats, motorcycles, student loans, cars, airplanes, et cetera, or personal loans. You never pay them off early. You pay them down quickly. So this truck, for example, I bought it a year ago, $84,000 or something. I owe, as of this morning, I owe like um, $46,000. Yep. Okay. Now I could sell that truck instantly. If I put it on Craigslist, I could have that truck sold within minutes if I needed to, if I needed to get out of it. So what I teach is pay down your loans as fast as possible. So if you got a car and you're paying an extra thousand bucks or whatever, you pay it down to a couple hundred bucks and then you pay a dollar a month until the account goes full term. And so if you look, if you're watching this on YouTube, you put your stuff on YouTube, right? Yep. You look here, you can see my balance due is zero right there. Yeah. Balance due zero. Why is it zero? Because I paid it down so much. I paid almost $40,000 on this truck um, over the last year because I'm paying extra and I'm paying it down. So if I got in financial trouble right now, I don't have to make payments for probably a year, maybe two years. Once it gets down to around a hundred bucks, I will start paying $1 a month. And what that does is it hacks the, algor the FICO algorithm. It makes it look like you've made more payments than you really have. And so it lowers the original loan amount to what you have now. So if you went and bought a truck today and you financed it for 84 months, Right. And next month you pay it down to a hundred bucks. FICO will think that you've made 83 payments on an account you've had for one month, which drastically bumps up your credit score. So it's a way that you can hack the system without paying interest. So never pay oh, off wow. your installment loans early, pay them down and then pay a dollar a month for the remaining term. And it's a lot like pregnancy. You got two kids. Did, did Shelly go full term? Yeah. 
as a mother, as a father, you want your baby to go full term because it's healthier. Banks want you to go full term. Why would a bank not want you to pay it off early? Yeah, because they lose money. Lose, lose money. And they lose money on the underwriting. Now they got to find someone else. The likelihood of that person paying them is less likely. And so they got to spend all this time and effort and energy and money trying to get rid of that money, literally trying to get rid of it. That's and another, so by you that's paying another off early, gold nugget. I didn't know that. That's great. I pay extra all, on uh, all, like all my loans. I got a, a Harley that should be, uh, I mean, I think I own like maybe 5000 my, my Harley. Yeah, uh, I think I owe like five thousand dollars. So I was like, "Oh, I was gonna, I've been paying like an extra three hundred dollars or four hundred dollars a month on top of my payment every month, right?" Yep. Just and don't I'm, pay it off. Don't pay it off completely. Yeah. So I just need to look pay at pay it down. Yeah, I just need to look at where I'm at and so figure out that point where, like, hey, over the next year or two years, I pay you know a dollar a month or whatever it is and get to yeah that. because the banks are going to punish you and they punish you through FICO. FICO is their business partner, so yeah. they've told FICO, "Hey, if someone pays off a loan early." Punish them. In fact, I, I swear, look at that's this. Truth, I got right? this message. So that's what you're going to get. Huh? I got this message an hour ago from one of my employees. He says, my credit score just went down 11 points. Last month, I paid off my car loan. Is that why it went down? And I responded with, most likely, yeah. My employee doesn't listen to me. You know, so, <laughs> so he paid off his car loan because he but wants to say- that's good to know. Like, that's some real stuff because when you're out there trying to get uh, credit and all the things, like when you're applying for credit, you want all that stuff to be- crystal it's 11 points you could say oh it doesn't matter i guarantee you there is a huge difference between a 740 and a 729 or a 680 and a 669 i mean you are not getting a mortgage yeah because you're 11 points short because you paid off your car loan early so pay it down quickly and then pay a dollar a month for full term (laughs) that's a good hack bro that's that's a great hack Listen, if people want to learn more and get in and get the whole enchilada of all the tips, and really what you're saying is get educated. This is going to be help people get educated about taxes, right? Yep. And and just and all, all of it, everything you just talked about, you've only touched money, them. credit, and taxes. Yeah. How do they how do they find you? How do they do how, how do they get to it? So anywhere at rondylambeth.com, R-O-N-D-I-L-A-M-B-E-T-H. So all my social media is Rondy Lambeth. My website's Rondi Lambeth. If you just Google Rondi, you're going to find me. I'm the only male Rondi in the United States. It's R-O-N-D-I. I'm super easy to find. Cool. And reach out on Instagram or Facebook. I use both of them as you well as YouTube. You should get course because I'm just telling you right now. Yeah. I, I mean, I paid for it. It's good. And then if you need credit repair, I mean, like that's that's a bread and butter of what you do. Like if you, if you think you have bad credit or there's something that's stuck on there that's been on there, there's a good chance Rondi and his company can help you wipe it away. For- you know, there's nothing on a credit report that can't be removed. Nothing. Absolutely nothing on a credit report that can't be removed. There's nothing on a credit report that I haven't removed thousands and thousands of times. Think of it this way, Corey. And I know you know this. This shirt, Fortress University shirt, I put it on. I can wear this shirt until it falls off for about seven years. You can have a late payment, do nothing, it'll fall off in about seven years. Or I can simply take it off. If the credit bureaus put it on your credit, the credit bureaus can take it off your credit at any time. You just need to know the law to ask them in a convincing way. You make them an offer they can't refuse. The offer is take it off or I'm going to sue you. And if you know how to write the letter, they just take it off because there's so many 
people that don't understand that 99% don't know their, their they don't even care. That's just like their cost of doing business. Right. It's like, okay, I'll delete that one. These make yeah, that no guy problem. go away. Yeah. That guy's yeah, he's gone and I'll focus on the all the everybody else is fine. Yeah. Everybody else is yeah. gonna, still in uh, oblivion following, you know, trout, trout swimming upstream. They're all together. They don't care. Yep. So here's something we recently changed. I've been in business 13 years, fixing people's credit. And what I found was when I fix someone's credits, like giving a six, like giving your son the keys to my Ferrari for his first car. It's yeah. not a good idea. And so we're switching from a credit repair company to a financial education company that also does credit repair. So now my programs, Corey, are financial credit and tax coaching yep. with a benefit of credit repair, similar to those credit cards. They get the free insurance. Yep. People don't pay us for credit repair anymore. They pay for the education platform, which is lifetime access to the university. And as long as you're a lifetime member, you get free credit repair. So whether it's in the past or in the future, it's absolutely free of charge if you're a member of Fortress University. Dude, there you have it. Get to Fortress University right now and yeah. like for life, have free credit repair. What's better than that, right? Like I don't, there is nothing better than that that I know of. Well, every 90 <laughs> days I get this nice little deposit from you that's just really pretty nice. Yeah, you're welcome. Hey, it's on some card that uh, that I'm using for uh, personal or something. It it just keeps on showing up, and and I don't think I'll ever uh, cancel it. I like getting my reports that says, "Hey, uh, you went up, you went up 50 points, or you went down yeah, 20." I know. It's yeah. Like, Gosh, damn. So here's the thing works. with the up and down thing, guys. Just so you brought that up. Listen, if you're not applying for a loan, your credit score goes up and down every day. Yeah. I mean, it literally can go up and down every second of every day. It's a snapshot of that instant when someone pulls it. If you're not applying for credit, it doesn't matter yeah. if it goes up and down. So if you're maxing out your credit cards and paying them off and you're 600 and you're not trying to get loans, it doesn't matter. It is not. Think of it this way. Your credit is not a freaking trophy that you put on the fireplace and you keep it nice and shiny. It should look like a hammer that a carpenter has been using for 20 years. It should be beat up and scarred and dented and used because you can build a hundred million dollar empire with credit yeah. without it. It's not going to happen. That's it. Right. I mean, you That's use it. your credit and other people's money to build an empire. Pretty Can you much. imagine trying to do that without credit? Can <laughs> you mean, think about that? Oh my God. Can you, how many apartments would you own Corey? If you saved your way to where yeah. you could pay cash, like <laughs> uncle Dave teaches all of it. Zero. Right. And uncle Dave's an idiot. <laughs> you, you'd probably have a house. You'd have a house free and clear that's doing absolutely one. nothing for you. A small one, right? And a beat up so, 1985 Jeep but, that's all tore but up. The and- problem is Mr. Dave Ramsey is all about talking about middle America that's got a J-O-B that's not trying to be an entrepreneur and trying to win the game, the game of money to be a wealthy man, not just living and trying to carve out my little life here. No, I want to live in an abundance, man. I want to have, I want to go and you know, sweet vacations and I want to make lots of money and give to charity and, and live a fulfilling life. Dave doesn't teach that. You can't you know, save over, your way to success. I'm sorry. You the, can't there's it. not one single person that I know that saved their way to, to wealth. Not one person. Got invested. There, in. There's people that can save their way to be rich. You know, when they're 80 years old, they got a million dollars in a mutual fund that they paid $300,000 in fees. Yeah. But you can't save your wealth. You can't save your way to becoming rich or wealthy. You have to invest it, whether it's up here or with your wallet. And here's the other thing that people don't realize. There's over 2,200 
2,200 verses in the Bible about money, but only a few dozen about heaven. And, and Jesus Christ talked more about money than any other subject. And there's several in there that talk about using other people's money, that you should use credit. You should do your best in everything you do. And I think Dave's listeners, uh, they're the spectators. They don't want to play the game. They don't want to get down on the field. They don't want to get beat up. They don't want to celebrate the success. They just want to watch everybody else. And it's unfortunate. That's That's what it is. Just like that, ditto, ditto. I put an exclamation point on it. Rondi, listen, dude, I always love having you on my show. You know, really good nuggets today. Guys, if you're listening right now, honestly, uh, go to Fortress Credit Pro. Uh, you got to get there. Take advantage of, of his offer. It is a sweet little deal. Um, I I use him. I mean, I really do. Um, he's he's taking some things off my credit. It was, it was great. Um, and they're just sitting there. I didn't know how, right? So if you don't know how, you don't know how. But, uh, but the education itself is more than anything that you'll ever get. And it really, it'll help. Uh, listen, when you're in, informed and educated, then you can start making decisions that are, are that are put you in the right direction. And the more good decisions you make, the better your outcomes are going to be over time. So, uh, guys, everything that we talk about, everything Ronnie talks about, is really about your beliefs, um, what you what you tell yourself, your self talk. It's all between the two little ears, guys. Because I know if I know anything, truly, you got to believe it first. Because if you believe it, you can achieve it, and then your paradise is possible.